You're listening to Tatiana is Everyone, an Orphan Black podcast. I'm your host, Chris. And I'm Stephanie. And this is not a spoiler-free episode. We will be talking about the series in its entirety, which as of this recording is up through the end of season two. So if you have not seen those first 20 episodes, there could be spoilers ahead for you. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about Felix and Art. But before we get to that, we're going to talk about some of the recent press release type things. They Orphan Black News, as we've been doing. Yes. Orphan Black has wrapped production just before we recorded this, which will be about 10 days before it's actually released. <laughs> yes, we were recording this on March 14th, and they announced, I believe on Friday, that they that they had wrapped on the 13th, 12th or 13th. So just recently wrapped. Yay. And I believe there was an interview with Tatiana Maslany that she did after she had wrapped season three, which I'll try to find a link to. So that might be an interesting one. If you've been not watching all the interviews, that might be a good one to watch because she knows how storylines kind of wrapped up through the seasons. Not that she's probably going to reveal a lot, but still, that is always meaningful to me when it's like, oh, she's already done everything. And so it's not just her guessing where something might go. I'm pretty sure John Fawcett tweeted this morning that they wrapped production. Oh, was it this morning? It was 10 hours before we recorded this. Okay, so it was this morning. Sorry, I misread the date like on the tweet. Super early this morning. So they wrapped on the on the 14th. I think Tatiana tweeted yesterday that she had wrapped. So she wrapped okay. before the others did. Production. Yeah, the rest of production. So that is kind of exciting to hear. I kind of actually like that they finish before we actually see any of it. I don't know. Because I, I personally like it when the creators like try to stay close to what they planned and they don't necessarily respond to the fans, which maybe sounds weird. But because then you can't adjust if people are like, I hate this, but I, I kind of prefer it. I kind of do, too. Well, because I think part of it, though, or part of my feeling about it is that you know if they finish it before we see it that what they have done is unaffected by audience reaction during the season right because i don't know about you but i followed shows before where they're still filming the season as the season starts and there are certain things or characters or whatever that the audience will respond very strongly to and then certain things happen and then you're left wondering well was that the original plan did they do that because of audience reaction and you just kind of don't know the not knowing for some reason bothers me <laughs> it, do it does me too no i completely agree and then the other thing that was announced recently was that they will be doing in Canada, which they had previously announced they're going to be doing in the US, as in they're going to be simultaneously airing the season three premiere across several networks in Canada. Which they apparently call a roadblock. Really? Is that really? <laughs> apparently. Okay. Okay. I've seen it referred to that referred to that way a couple times, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. But yeah, back a couple weeks ago in February, they announced that in the U.S., season three premiere will be simultaneously airing on BBC America, AMC, IFC, Sundance TV, and Wii TV, I'm guessing? I, I believe so. And then the channels that have at least so far been announced in Canada are Space Channel, obviously, Bravo, MTV, and, and CTV. CTV. Mm-hmm. 
So that's kind of a crazy thought to me, all the simultaneously airing, but hopefully that will help increase some viewership is probably what they're going for. Exactly. Because I think BBC America, I don't know about space. I, I am not Canadian. I don't know how how space is, is perceived in the grand scheme of channels. <laughs> I'm guessing it's probably something of a, you know, whatchamacallit, specialty channel, kind of like sci-fi. That's my guess. Right. But I mean, like, more people get sci-fi than get BBC America in the US is what yes. I'm trying to get at here. So, you know, like, BBC America is more sort of a, a niche channel, I guess. Yes, I agree. Fewer people have that than have, like, AMC. Now, and if they do have it, a lot of people know they don't have it. <laughs> a lot of people don't know that they don't that they have it. I said that wrong. <laughs> I knew what you meant. <laughs> we'll assume people do what you meant. But, um, yeah. So I think more people maybe watch AMC than BBC America, for example. So, yeah, I, I think this would be a good thing. Because still, it seems like a lot of the time, if you mention Orphan Black to people, they really kind of don't know what you're talking about. It's more people who have heard of it by now, obviously, than this time last year. But but it's still a very niche show. Right. So that was the, the news that I that I saw this week in regards to Orphan Black that I thought we would we would mention. And we want to, want to move on to talking about Art and Felix. Artix, that's what it was. <laughs> I was trying to remember what the uh, <laughs> what the uh, portmanteau was that we'd come up with. Artix, Artix, which was yes, because uh, you know better than other options. <laughs> exactly, because that's not everybody's first thought <laughs> mm-hmm. when coming up with a portmanteau for Felix and Art. Yes. So people might be thinking, why are they talking about Felix and Art together? And that's a good question. We actually were just discussing our thought process right before we started recording. <laughs> because we discussed this before, and I was like, wait, how do, how were we planning on talking about this? Because <laughs> after season two, we were trying to figure out topics for our hiatus episodes. And since we had done after season one, where we talked about several of the main characters individually, we thought it would be confusing and also maybe a bit redundant to just have a Sarah episode and a Felix episode and a Cosima episode again. And so we tried to go through and think of relationships pairings that we could talk about instead of just, you know, doing standalone character episodes again. And when it came to Felix, you know, he's very involved in a lot of people's storylines. He's significant interactions with Sarah, significant interactions with Allison in season two. But we thought we'd talk about him and Art because it was a new relationship that they explored in season two and kind of a surprisingly delightful one, I thought. Yes, because I think they had all of one scene together in the first season. Is that right? Something like that. Very little screen time. And so it's one of those things like going into season two, I don't know that we really expected them to have any scenes together. Like it's, it was certainly possible, but it wasn't something that was, it it wasn't a given, I guess is what right. I'm trying to say. And so mm-hmm. when they started having more and more scenes together, it was kind of like, oh, I kind of like this. Like, it wasn't anything I would have thought they'd do, but I'm enjoying it. (laughs) Because in season one, let's see, they had the phone call 
where Felix thought that Sarah was in the building for too long and she had told him, you know, if something happens to me, call Art. And so he starts to call Art, but then hangs up. Right. And then we have later in the season where Art and Angie are investigating Beth's death and or Sarah's death and they contact him because he was the person to identify her. So they have that scene in, in his apartment. But those are the only two I can think of offhand. Right. So v- very little screen time in season one. And then in season two, I think what really facilitated them having more scenes together was that Art kind of becomes a member of Clone Club in season two, as in Sarah tells him what's up. You know, he's clearly not a piece of Clone Club the same way that Felix is, but he's in on the general goings on of the clones. He's like a trial member. (laughs) He doesn't have a phone, so he's not an official member yet. He's on probation. Because he's a cop. No. (laughs) (laughs) He's on probation and suspension simultaneously at the same time. (laughs) Oh, Art. The things you've gotten into. (laughs) But Felix was kind of annoyed when he realized that Sarah had... How does he put it? Like, I can't believe you let a cop into Clone Club, something to that effect? I think something like that, too. Of course, never mind the fact that a cop had been in the original Clone Club... Beth. Beth, I'm talking yeah. about Beth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had him. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you paused just a moment was, too long, which gave it away. <laughs> Beth was a clone, though, so that kind of cancels out the No, I know. But, I'm... You're, but point taken. Point taken. But yeah, I mean, it makes sense to me that Felix would be wary, I guess, of, of Art, a police officer, being in Clone Club. Because, you know, the, there was the whole... There was a thing established in the first season where, you know, Felix and Sarah very clearly didn't trust police. Well, both of them are, their professions aren't exactly legal, so it makes sense that they would be very suspicious of police, right? Right. But I mean, even, you know, Mrs. S has the same reaction, Mm -hmm. which is kind of interesting, too. So, you know, one gets the sense that they were sort of raised that way with that inherent suspicion Yes, the dis- distrust of the police. But I, I, their first interaction in season two is is that whole scene where Felix makes the comment about, I can't believe you let a, a cop into, into Clone Club. And, and so that's when he comes over to, to Art's apartment. And then I think their next interaction is when Felix brings Helena over so that Art can babysit her. And I feel like this this introduces how Felix and Art kind of function. They have similar roles, I think, in season two. Uh, they're, they're, they both kind of are put in charge of Helena to a certain degree, which right. I find kind of interesting. Yeah, well, because <laughs> Felix actually handles her better than Art does. And Art's supposed to be Mr. Copman. Well, but Felix is a brother, Sestra. So I think <laughs> that true. grants him a certain amount of immunity to Helena's wrath, you know? Yeah. Or, yeah, or at least her, her violence, even if it's not intended to, you know, kill Art. I, I don't think she would have handcuffed Felix, but maybe she would have. Maybe she would have. It depends. But yeah, I, I think... Hold, do you think she would have used the chokehold on Felix? I don't think so, because he's brother, Sestra. Well, only if she had to. <laughs> this is sort of this is how I view all of Helena's actions. It's sort of like yeah, if she has to, uh, I think maybe. she'd do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
No, I agree. I agree. I mean, at the end of season one, she kind of tried to kill Sarah, even though she didn't want to. She so, loves Sarah. I don't she know. She tried to kill her out of love. So yes, you make a good point. <laughs> I mean, she she hit her in the head a few times. So, you know, normal logic <laughs> rules don't apply to Helena, necessarily. <laughs> but yeah, but, but I, I do see what you're saying, though, that Art and Felix are both sort of being adjunct members of Clone Club. Mm -hmm. Being members of Clone Club, but not clones themselves, are in this sort of unique position. And I think that is largely why they have to be in this position of dealing with Helena, for example. So, Right. And then we also see them serving as sort of a, a sidekick sleuth, both individually and collectively, to Sarah. Yes. Because we have in, I'm trying to think, with the episode where, I guess, I think it's 204, where Sarah comes back from being on the road with Cal, and then she ends up breaking into to Rachel's apartment. You know, Felix meets her at Mrs. S's house, and they go through all this stuff together. And then we see similarly in episode 205, where she and Art are, are investigating Maggie Chen's locker together. And then finally in 206, they kind of, their powers become combined in into how nature and her, in her wanderings where art brings all of this crap that they found in Maggie Chen's locker over to Felix's loft and is like Sarah told me to look after you you're going to help me do this or you're going to help me go through this stuff. And I think that's really where their relationship cements and they kind of become this interesting pair in the second season. Well, they have that great scene where when art first comes to check on Felix at Sarah's request. <laughs> you know, Felix basically takes a drunken swing at him with the booze bottle, mm -hmm. as I recall, anyway. And I think you're right. Art's just kind of, like, completely unfazed by the whole thing, which, you know, good job, Art. <laughs> but, but then, you know, Felix still being drunk, and at that point being literally held up by Art. Felix starts flirting with Art, because I guess that's just what Felix does. <laughs> and, uh... Art's just kind of like, whatever, man. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just, I enjoy the way Art handles that whole scene. <laughs> that Me too. Because Felix is just a mess and, and Art's just completely unaffected. <laughs> yes. Right. And and I, th I remember us talking about that when we first saw the episode, appreciating Art's reaction to Felix flirting with him. Because and we talked about recently sort of portrayals of masculinity on the show and and Art is really one of the the male characters on the show who's a more typical male character. He's he's resembles the majority of male characters that we see on television, and you know he's a police officer and 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 stuff like this. And but I love that they they his reaction to Felix. There's not, in my opinion, there's not like an ounce of homophobia involved. It's just kind of like, dude, you're being ridiculous. <laughs> Just right, get it together, like, and, and I just I appreciate how how he reacts to Felix in that scene. Right, it's not like he was offended or weirded out or anything. It was just kind of like you know, oh, well, then get your hand off my ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like then why is your hand on my ass if you're if you're supposedly not flirting with me? And then he brings him coffee when he wakes up, <laughs> and Felix calls him the best date he's had in months. <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's completely typical. It's not revolutionary in any way to pair a very no nonsense character like Art and 
a nonsense full character like Felix, but it's still super fun to watch. And it, it's just, you can't deny that it's it's still an interesting dynamic, even it, though it may not be the most, you know, unique writing turn that's ever been made on television. But still, it's, it's I don't know, it's this thing that Orphan Black always does, where they have these sort of unlikely pairings that totally work. And they're all sort of different, but they all make a surprising amount of sense, I guess. You know, because they, like, like Felix and Allison. (laughs) (laughs) That whole thing of, like, those two characters just, you know, at first blush, they should not get along at all. (laughs) Right. But now they're kind of best friends. (laughs) You know, it's, it's kind of wonderful. Right. Well, Felix slash Jordan Gavaris is just one of those characters who works really well with everybody. It's you just always kind of want to see. Oh, I want to see Felix paired with this character. You know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. I feel like the on like he's he's really in a lot of ways shares a lot in common with Kenzie on on Lost Girl, which is the other TV show that we have a podcast about. And it's just like whatever character you pair them with, you're pretty much guaranteed that something awesome is going to happen. <laughs> you're not wrong. Yeah, you're not wrong. Incidentally, Kenzie played by Ksenia Solo, who will be in season three of Orphan Black. So excited. <laughs> Have you been keeping up with the pictures that Ksenia's been posting? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> They're kind of adorable. <laughs> so definitely in, in episode 206 to How Nature and Her Wanderings is where Felix and Art really form a a bond. And then they revisit it again, This this their working relationship, for lack of a better word, in episode 208 when Tony comes into town. And, of course, Tony gets in touch with Art first because he's calling Beth's phone and Art has Beth's phone. And then Art contacts Felix first about the situation, which I thought was interesting. He didn't call Sarah. He called Felix. And Felix, I think, well, partially just for, I think, dramatic tension and wanting to explore the dynamic between Felix and Tony, you know, Felix tries to keep Sarah out of it as long as he can, hoping that he can deal with it without bothering her. So that really puts Felix at Art in charge of the situation handling Tony. Mm-hmm. Well, I think part of it, too, is, as we talked about, there is that sort of different kind of bond of being members of Clone Club, but not being clones themselves. So right. I can see how this makes sense in Art's mind. Like, okay, I don't know if I want to risk Sarah, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. by introducing Tony to Sarah. That's a good point. I think it could have been out of protection for Sarah. I think there's also an element of the uncertainty of how Tony might react if he just brings in a woman who looks exactly like him immediately. Right. But I I think you're right. I think if I'm remembering correctly, it's been a minute since I watched 208, but I think Felix mentions, or sorry, Art mentions to Felix that, oh, he, you know, Tony's sketchy as hell and I'm just not sure about him. So I, I, I do think you're right in that probably a bit of protectiveness in regards to Sarah and the other clones comes into that decision of contacting Felix first. Right. And I mean, I don't know that this necessarily plays any part in it, but remember early in the season, Angie sort of guilt trips Art about letting Beth down. So, mm-hmm. you know, that could be part of it, too, that Art's got that on his mind. He doesn't want to risk anybody else that he doesn't have to. And then in that episode, 
art plays this interesting kind of role of not quite audience surrogate, but they use that dynamic between art who very clearly is an outsider when it comes to a kind of LGBT type of issues and Felix, who they use as an insider, to get the audience kind of up to speed as to what's the situation with Tony mm-hmm. for for viewers who might might be thinking, hang on, wait a second, what's going on? You know, they they use that dynamic between Felix and Art to assert the fact that you know Tony is a he. Art should call him he, and you know, kind of what's going on with Tony, right? It also included the great line, holy tilt Swinton. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Felix. So I'd be interested to see more of the Felix art dynamic in season two. I I liked that Felix, like you said, had kind of a a, a buddy that he could lean on who was not a clone, but in on what was going on with the clones. And he clearly never had this type of relationship with Paul. He and Paul were always a lot more adversarial than he is with Art. Right. Well, I mean, you know, that makes sense because Paul was in on the experiment to some extent, you know. And I think there is also Felix's protectiveness as Sarah's brother Mm -hmm. popping up because he was also a love interest for Sarah, whereas Art is not. Art is very clearly a partner and a, a... basically a colleague when it comes to Sarah. And then Paul just for some reason didn't like him. Maybe because he tried to hit on him. That wouldn't be cool, Paul, if that's true. (laughs) I don't know that it's that. I mean, I don't know, obviously. Well, I'm just remembering the bad feelings kind of popped up in that episode. uh, Parts developed in an unusual manner where Felix kind of follows him outside, I think. and is Maybe it's in an earlier episode. I don't remember. But he kind of is hitted on him a little bit. I'm not saying that's why, but I'm just, I just remembered that moment. No, I know, but there was a lot of other stuff going on there, too. Yes, it's true. Paul had other reasons to be cranky. <laughs> and suspicious. <laughs> yes. I mean, he's all double agenty, so if somebody's following you, that's usually not a great thing. <laughs> but he just never seemed to like Felix very much. And then, of course... And then, of course, he frames Felix for murder in season two. Ugh, Paul. Paul. I'm still mad at him. You only like Paul when he's with Mrs. S. I, well. <laughs> I wouldn't say only, but I like him a lot better when he's with Mrs. S. This is I'm true. just giving you a hard time. <laughs> Shall we talk about their individual stories? Right, yeah, because Felix he had he had kind of a a rough season in season two, what with the being framed for murder. But I again we mentioned this in sort of our in our episode where we talked about hanging threads from from season two that kind of got dropped, and I'm wondering where that all is at for him come season three. Yeah, well, because a lot of the police aspect did get dropped. Hmm. Be really, I mean, all season, even with where they left things with, you know, Sarah got arrested at the end of last season, or at the end of the first season is what I'm trying to say. And so they dealt with that a little bit in the first episode where Art and Angie were still following her, or keeping right. an eye on her. But yeah, they kind of never fully followed up after that either. Because I mean, 
is Sarah still a person of interest in these these crimes that have been committed? You know, like I'm I've right. got questions. Right. They they made it. They suggested that the move that Daniel made at the end of season two to get Sarah, or excuse me, at the end of season one to get Sarah freed from police custody, that was enough of a kind of a strong arm move to get Angie and Art's superiors to warn them off the case. But you're right. I, I feel like that's a bit easy that they wouldn't come back to Sarah eventually, even after that happened, because... Well, granted, we don't really know what Daniel did, but it, it does seem unlikely that that would have been enough to just get Sarah off the hook. Because, I mean, don't the police still have evidence of two victims and a perpetrator who are the same person? Yes. Who <laughs> Whose fingerprints match Sarah's. Yeah. I'm just saying. There's a lot of physical evidence that point to Sarah. Anyway, all this is off track. <laughs> <laughs> but but related back to Felix that, yeah, there's a lot of uh, sort of, uh, I don't know, there are a lot of interactions with the police that haven't really f- been followed up on. And so, like, what's the deal with that? <laughs> and Felix, like Cosima, but I think to a lesser extent, is very much used as a pawn of Rachel in season two. Yes. To get at Sarah. Yes, because she's the one who has Felix framed for the murder, and she has Paul be the one to frame him, so... Yes. I'm mad at Rachel, too, if I haven't mentioned recently. (laughs) (laughs) Rachel, not on my warm and fuzzy hugs list. What list is she on, Stephanie? (laughs) She's she's on my pencil to the eye list. Oh, wait. (laughs) Sarah took care of that for me already. And I guess it's not quite the same as as her using Felix as a pawn, but Rachel also drugs Felix later in the season when she kidnaps Kira. So sh- strike one thousand, Rachel! How dare she? Head. <laughs> right? Because even though I direct my anger at Paul for the whole framing Felix for murder, and I still I think le- have I can be legitimately upset with Paul. It's Rachel who makes him do it. So Rachel. <laughs> And How you know, dare you. Paul was being blackmailed, and okay, they set up the blackmail, but still. <laughs> he was supposed to be acting as if they had stuff hanging over his head. And he seemed to take pleasure in it, is the thing. He did it so coldly and calculatingly. Uh, Again, I, I feel like know. Paul just didn't doesn't like Felix much. I guess I don't know that I necessarily felt that way, but okay. Felix also has a falling out with Sarah this season. And it's heartbreaking. It is. It's really hard to watch. There's no place for me here. Oh! Poor Felix. But the only good thing about this is that he goes and he bonds with Allison instead. Even further. He's he's Allison's buddy when she really needed a buddy, when she felt abandoned. So there was a place for him there. Yes. Though sadly, his bonding with Allison did not keep her from getting close to Vic, which probably would have been preferable. But he helped her out of that situation, too. So it worked out okay, I think. And now I'm I'm picturing Vic keeling over after being drugged by Felix. <laughs> I, still, I still feel bad for Vic for that, because Vic seemed to genuinely be trying 
to stay sober. So yes, I do feel badly for for in that regard. I wish that Felix hadn't drugged him, but at the same time, it's it's still a fun sequence to watch. <laughs> <laughs> there was just so much glitter on his face. Yes, though, and, and and supposedly the stunt double. Vic stump double broke his nose doing that fall onto the table. Yes, I did hear that too. Which is not surprising to me, which is probably why that fall is so horrible to watch. Like I I just have a visceral reaction to it every time I watch. It's like, "Oh, ouch." Yep. Because it really did hurt. <laughs> yep. So yay for stunt doubles, unsung heroes. Poor stunt double. Good job, but poor guy. I guess the other highlight of Felix's storyline in this season would be his his interactions with Tony, which we have talked about a bit in our previous episode about Tony. And and gosh, that whole episode is and their interactions, they're just how would you put it, Chris? It's complicated. <laughs> it's so complicated. So very complicated. Cause yeah, the whole thing starts off. They're, they're sort of trying to suss each other out. They're trying to get information from each other without giving too much away. And there's this whole sort of thing where they're like circling each other. And then Tony starts flirting. Actually, Tony was pretty much flirting from the beginning. I was going to say, when was Tony not flirting? <laughs> if Tony's breathing, he's flirting. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Doesn't Tony just seem like an all-around flirt? Yes, he does. With his little damn girl to sarah (laughs) (laughs) i know he's anyway tony i like tony (laughs) but it's just so weird and and fascinating and complicated between felix and tony especially when there's the kissing and it's like this is bizarre and i feel weird about this because he looks exactly like felix's sister but it's also kind of hot yep And it's so clear that Felix feels that way, too. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which is kind of what, I don't know, what further makes you feel that way, right? Yes. It's like my my feelings of discomfort, but but like not hating it, are are (laughs) reinforced (laughs) by Felix's same feelings. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. So Felix's love life was complicated in season two, as it was in season one. Poor Colin. We had poor Colin. (laughs) Someone get him a towel! (laughs) We had poor Colin. And I kind of, even though I did like Colin, I thought he was adorable. I feel like that might be the end for Felix and Colin. The whole getting dragged away by the police episode. Because I think Colin does sort of start out that scene with something along the lines of, like, Let's not do that again. <laughs> right. Right. So, and then it happens again. And yeah. Yeah. Cause he makes reference to the fact that the police showed up at the morgue and started asking him questions about his identification of quote unquote Sarah's body. So that's not going to happen again, is it? Like, uh, no, totally not. Except you're going to get hauled out of the police by the police of this apartment, you know, from this apartment within the next five minutes, you know? <laughs> and no one would get him a towel. <laughs> oh. So I feel things might be over between Colin and Felix. They never did bring back Ramon, much to my sadness. Season three, maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? But I do feel like they're going to bring Tony back in season three. I hope so. And I'm curious if they will explore a relationship between Felix and Tony 
in season three if he does come back. Hmm. Or do you think it would all be too weird for both of them? I don't know. Well, now I'm like, but how would the other clones feel about that? <laughs> is what I'm wondering now. Yeah. Because if Felix and Tony are in a relationship and they're like hanging out with, you know, Sarah and Allison, let's say, <laughs> you know, I'm just I'm picturing all the uncomfortable, awkward looks now <laughs> between Sarah and Allison, like as as they're like, I don't know, snuggling on the couch or whatever. Like, <laughs> is Tony a snuggler? I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure somebody's written the fan fiction. I'm sure. I'm sure. We should we should go look for it. But I would be curious to see them explore a relationship between Felix and Tony. Me personally. I hope they do it. Time will tell. And then as we sort of mentioned before, there's the relationship between Felix and Helena. And really the you know, the the sort of brother sister thing where I think that sort of attitude towards Felix, even though it was already there to some extent before that, I think that really gets reaffirmed in the season two finale where they've got the clone sleepover where Felix is still invited, which let's hope so because it's in his house. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Notably, Felix is invited to that, to clone club hangout night, but, but Art is not, Cal is not. So even though they're in on the secret, they're in on the clone secret, they are not a brother Sestra the way that Felix is. I was going to say, but but Felix is actually Sarah's brother, so you know. Oh, I know. There's I know. like the automatic in there. Oh, I know, but I I just no, I, I guess know, I'm I know. Demonstrating the difference between being in on the secret versus having the type of relationship that Felix does with the clones. Clearly, he has a very important relationship with with now all of the main clones, even even Helena. I would say he has yes. a a bond with her, even though it's a bit of a of a testy one. <laughs> <laughs> And now I'm picturing Helena wearing Felix's helmet backwards. Backwards. So adorable. <laughs> what does he say? I'm sure I have a Ukrainian folk costume in here somewhere, something like that. And then she hisses at him. And then she hisses at him. <laughs> More Felix and Helena, please. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I, I don't know, it just... Helena in that outfit, knowing that their Felix's clothes somehow makes it better. <laughs> yeah, that she picked those kind of for herself. The striped pants and the t-shirt. The red t-shirt with the unicorn on it. But what did you do with Felix's coat, Helena? Why did you... <laughs> why didn't you bring back the awesome coat? I'm mourning his awesome military military coat. Military style coat. I know you are. Maybe he'll get a new one for season three. I don't know. Because I didn't like his, like, Dracula high-necked coat that it was replaced by in season two. But anyway, I'm talking about clothes, which means we should probably move on to another topic. (laughs) Oh, dear. So let's talk about Art and and his storyline apart from his dealings with Felix. As As I alluded to earlier, of course, he was suspended at the beginning of the season after he confronted Daniel at the hotel that he takes Sarah to. And we see this cause this rift in his relationship with Angie. Like you mentioned, she really confronts him about letting his partners down, including Beth and her. And I thought that was interesting, too, just because 
talking about how unexpected the the pairing of Felix and Art is, I'm surprised that they caused that rift between Art and Angie. I wasn't expecting that. I liked it, though. And it was very Orphan Black, right? Because the reason it happens is he's trying to protect her. He's trying to warn her off of pursuing any investigation into Sarah because he has gotten more information about everything and he doesn't want her to be put in a precarious position. Oh, I mean, it totally works. It's just Mm -hmm. not something I necessarily, you know, anticipated them doing. Was expecting. No, for sure, because they were very much, even in the first episode, they were very much working as a team under the radar from their lieutenant's knowledge, trying to pursue this case together. So when that happens, and I think it's the second episode, maybe, maybe it's the third. Yeah, I agree. It was definitely not something that I expected them to pursue in season two. But while he's suspended, Art is still being a cop, essentially. he's in, He picks up investigating Henrik Johansson based on the information that they got about the Prolethean who was killed at the diner in the beginning of the season. And we see him exploring that. And that is, that's when he first encounters Helena, right? Where she's running through the field in the wedding dress. Yes. Well, yeah. directly encounters her. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, because she shot at him. <laughs> exactly. She she did actually shoot him in the first season. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's doing that, and there's a lot of a lot of shots of, of art just sort of walking around the property, looking through binoculars for a few episodes. And then I think he's got his camera with him mm-hmm. when Helena right. runs past. He's taking pictures too. Right. Cause like there in his viewfinder <laughs> barreling towards him is is Helena. So I feel like they kind of put Art on ice for a little bit when he's investigating the Johansons, because he's there and we know what he's doing, but there's not a whole lot going on for him. Right. But at the same time, that makes sense, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and he's definitely a secondary character in the show. There's a lot of characters on the show. It's only 10 episodes that Art can't have a serious storyline in every episode, for sure. You know, not all the clones get major storylines in every episode, but... But I mean, the uh, fact that they actually took the time to show us that he's doing something and that it's something important, but something that you don't necessarily need to spend a lot of time showing on right. screen. Right. Because watching somebody on a stakeout is not that It's not fun. It is really not. <laughs> it is really not. So we see him investigating Johansson. He also investigates through sort of Helena's lead, the Maggie Chen, all the stuff that they found in her locker like we mentioned. And and then, of course, he is the, like, contact for Tony when when he decides to get in touch with, with Beth. It's it's through Art he gets reintroduced into the clone's world. So Art plays, like, an important role in season two, but he's still very much uh, just kind of a smaller piece in the bigger puzzle. But I he does get, like, these important moments where he's drawn into the clone's world in interesting ways. Right. I mentioned the babysitter for Helena. That was fun. Yes. <laughs> Try food. <laughs> and boy, did he. <laughs> that was quite the, quite the spread that he had for her. <laughs> and we mentioned when we were recording our episodes about season two initially, I, I liked that we got to see Art's apartment this season. It, I think it added 
another layer to him as a character. I really liked seeing that he had pictures that his kids drew hanging up on his walls, even though that's clearly a very, you know, he probably lives alone most of the time. His kids probably live with with his his ex-wife for the majority of the time. But it was nice to see touches of the fact that he was a father, a parent in his apartment. Right. I also kind of like that he had the fish tank. Hmm. So what does that say to you about art, that he has fish? I don't know. But I mean, that's sort of like a a relatively low-maintenance kind of pet, Mm -hmm. you know? It's a low maintenance pet, but at the same time, it's a pet. So he he wants to to take care of things, but at the same time, yeah, he needs a he needs a low maintenance pet. Well, as one would expect, if you're busy with detecting. No, exactly, exactly. It, it's a good pet for a police officer who who we can see takes his job very seriously and tends to be busy. <laughs> but still, no match for Helena. Although I did like the scene that we got of of Art checking her <laughs> when she first gets there. and Oh, like frisking her for weapons and things? Right, because Felix is like, you know... She didn't have anything, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> no, she a did. knife in the boot or something. Oh, it was it was Felix's pen. It was her pe- his pen, okay. Which she probably would have used to stab somebody, somebody. if she needed to. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Or possibly to get the spring out to pick the lock on her handcuffs. Who knows? Right. Who right. knows? <laughs> Helena just always needs access to a weapon, I feel like. She's most comfortable with a weapon. Which makes sense. But like you mentioned, the police procedural aspect of the show was pretty non-existent in season two. It was a, it was an important piece of season one, especially in the beginning, when Sarah was pretending to be Beth. But obviously, since Sarah is no longer keeping up that charade, that piece of the storyline really fell to the wayside in season two. It just became not important. So I'm curious how and if they'll keep Art involved in season three. I think there's totally still a place for him in the story. Right. But I'm not sure how they're going to weave him into the plot lines, if given that the police procedural element isn't as important as it was. Right. And well, I mean, you know, Art got suspended, but how long was he suspended for? We don't know. Right the severity or the repercussions that might follow. So it's possible even that they could reinstate him in the third season and maybe he'll then become an important contact with inside information to the police, police access kind of thing. I don't know. Right. Right. There are many ways they could go with this. Right. Like, cause we've seen that art is willing to bend some official rules when it comes to, people he cares about i i'm assuming that's that's partially what he did what he why he did what he did for beth Mm -hmm. so i i do think there's a possibility that like you said he could maybe be an inside source for police information for sarah i know it didn't sound like i was finished with my sentence but i was period (laughs) (laughs) thank you well i mean because we know he did some of that for her during the second season too because you know, she asked right. him to to get Felix free and that sort of thing too. So, right, and she called him about Helena as well when Helena was arrested. It's like, can you see if you can do anything? Yeah, but yeah, who knows how any of this is going to affect what happens in season three? 
We'd love to hear your thoughts about Felix and Art, their relationship and their their singular storylines as well. If you if you have comments that you'd like to share, you can leave a comment on the show notes for this episode over at tatianaiseveryone.com slash 59. You can also send us an email to feedback at tatianaiseveryone.com or you can send us a voice message by clicking on the send voicemail tab on the right hand side of our website. We are on Twitter at TIE Podcast, and we are also on Facebook. And in this episode, Art's No Nonsense and Felix's Nonsense were played by Tatiana Maslany. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.